With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobblers to Me preview show. I'm Danny Brothers and I'm here to welcome the Cobblers back from our third international break of the season. We host Cambridge United at Sixfields on Saturday and to help us look ahead to the game, please welcome to the preview show from the excellent Under the Abbey Stand podcast, Tom Walker. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, all good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, all good, all good. Um, You've had a couple of weeks to to stew on your last game. We'll come to that in a minute. Um, But... Your podcast and the and the Abbey Stands FCA nominated again. Is that the second, third year in a row you've been nominated? Yeah, second second year in a row. So they have they're having us back. Um, nice. So yeah, we'll have to see how it goes. And this is for um, best club podcast, is it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> club podcast of the year. Yeah. Nice. Nice. You're going down for the evening. Yeah. Yeah. Should be should be a good one. Um, obviously chatting before. Um, I'm not sure what our chances are. Public vote against Liverpool and Arsenal and Leeds pod. So, yeah, it's a tough one. But yeah, we're looking forward to we're looking forward to heading down. Nice. Is that vote still open or is it closed now? Uh, no, it's closed now. So, um, yeah, it's in the, it's in the hand, hands of the gods, I guess. Oh, nice, nice. That should be a good night for you all. But um, how did you? How did it get started? How long have you been going for? What kind of made you start a podcast about Cambridge? When when was it? What kind of timescales are we t- t- talking about with your podcast? Uh, we've been we've been going for about five years now, I think. Um, and, and I think I, I guess like a lot of lower league clubs, I think it's just the case that you know we we maybe felt there wasn't the coverage out there of our club in 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 the way that we would like it so you know you know like pretty much every lower league club you have sort of a couple of um people dedicated to it from like local newspapers and local radio and stuff but um you know we 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 kind of felt that the way that the games were spoken about and the way that matters at the club were spoken about particularly at that time when the club maybe wasn't doing as well as it has been recently wasn't maybe in the same the same level of detail that we would like um so we thought you know let's just let's just give it a crack ourselves and you know, the kind of, um, you know, I guess the, the the aim of it is just to have 
a conversation as if you're having one on the way back from a game, you know, or sort of in the pub before or sort of afterwards. And hopefully it's uh, gone okay. It seems like uh, a couple of people tend to enjoy it. A couple of people don't enjoy it. And that's just kind of how it is. But um, <laughs> yeah, we enjoy doing it. So that's the main thing, I guess. It's good stuff. And your own personal support in the Cambridge, when, when are you starting going now? When did your first game at the Abbey, that kind of thing? Uh, that was 2002. Um, so it was against Hull City. Uh, my first season ticket was 2004-05 season, which is... Um, <laughs> Probably like the, the bleakest year of our history. Went into administration, finished bottom of the football league, fell into the conference. So I was hooked. Um, but yeah, uh, I've kept on going back since somehow for some reason. No, so you would have been in division, uh, would have been league two, division three when you started going. Yeah, I think it was the first year of like Coca Cola League Two. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Uh, and then straight out into the conference for ages, and then yeah. uh, and then back, and, and and the rest is history, I guess. So something something's pulled you in from your first couple of seasons, and you've gone down, and you've stuck with it. That's admirable. So what what was it about? <laughs> what was it about the the going to games at the Abbey and the lower league football? Had you experienced anything different up to that point, or were you of an age where it was just like straight in? You know, I don't care what division they're in, I'm just going to go and watch them and, and carry on. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, that was pretty much all I knew. Um, um, yeah. you know, I obviously started going like a lot of people when I was quite young. So um, to be honest with you, the the sort of main memory I've got of us in the Football League is from since we've come back into it um, since since 2014. And before that, it was just kind of a handful of games. You don't really kind of grasp the situation or the level of severity of the situation as it was when we uh, when we fell out in 2005. Um, so yeah, it was just, yeah, it was just the case that, you know, it, it was kind of all you knew. And, you know, like a lot of Cambridge fans will probably explain, they're not absolutely sure why they stuck with it. But, you know, things have happened in the last few years that make you glad that you have. But um, yeah, some of them are, were tough days, that's for sure. And you, you know, watching like Hyde come to the Abbey and win, and getting out, mm. you know, getting beaten quite comfortably by like Alfred and Town and stuff like that, it does make you question why you're doing it at the time. And when you look back now, and you know, we played like Sunderland away and Derby away and stuff, and like years gone by, you're like, wow, that was that was really bottom barrel stuff compared to where we could have been. Um, mm. So yeah, frankly, we're back at a decent level now. But yeah, it was it was it was it was, it was a questionable hobby, I think, for, for, for quite a few years. <laughs> Yeah, you're down there for nine seasons, which it seems mad now to think about it. But because you've you've almost come back and established yourself just as well as you were before. But I mean, back then you've had three second place finishes, and that you know, eighty six points, eighty six points again, eighty two points the third time you did it. And it just shows how hard it is to get out of that league because of like if you've got one team that's storming it, you could you're just stuck there. And if you lose the playoffs, it it's, it becomes a lottery after that. So it's I mean, it's, it's such a difficult place to come out of. Uh, but you've you've kind of gone in, come back out the other side. You've spent a lot of time down there, sort of almost ten years in the wilderness, so to speak. Did you notice any differences when you came back? Because you've gone down in what two thousand five, coming back up in two thousand fourteen. What did you notice that's different about the football league at that point? Was did you feel more competitive? Where where were you at, kind of, with your comparisons as to when you dropped in? I, I guess it's quite a cliche thing to say, but I think like it it, it totally professionalised. I think between us sort of going out and coming back, like, and, and, and even like the really kind of smaller clubs uh, uh, were run and, and, and are now running away where they have, you know, good players, you know, even at sort of League Two level, most teams have got a handful of players who could, you know, get into most teams in the division. Um, so I think the standard was better all round than, you know, it wasn't quite as sort of, you know, as tin pot as it was perhaps when we were, when, you know, just before we fell out in 2005, it was, you know, obviously a big step up from, um, what we what we'd experienced for a number of years in the conference, but 
Um, I think I think just for us as a football club, like it, it, it just kind of reestablished ourselves back where we kind of believed that we should have been. And um, you know, we're, we're obviously in League One now, and you know, there would be maybe people that might argue that's maybe a step further than where we maybe fit in the kind of football pyramid as as, as it might be. But um, you know, there's, there's obviously so much that comes with being back in the football league, and I think they were the things that we missed that we needed back. You know, even just things like um, you know coverage on like Look East and stuff like that. You know. It, that just stops when you fall out of the football league and it's like, you know, the football club is going and it's still playing games every week, but you're not really noticed. There's no recognition. There's no coverage. So you get a bit of that back. Um, when you, when you come back into the league and there's things like funding and stuff like that, it's just, there's not really kind of, you know, to my mind, like a really obvious way of putting it other than it's just a bit more proper, um, than it, than it, than it was before. And certainly more, more proper than it would have been the conference. But, um, yeah, I mean, if if nine years away doesn't make you appreciate it a little bit more, then nothing will, because that's <laughs> that's a reality check if ever there was one. Yeah, and does that almost shape how you're seeing games now in League One when disaster strikes like it did a couple of weeks ago? Mm. D- does having been there give you a kind of a sense of more, not calm, but a more sort of patience when that sort of thing happens? Or is it, is it do you still kind of feel it as much as you would have done before? Yeah, it does a bit. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, there's no consolation of what happened to us at Peterborough. Mm. <laughs> um, there's nothing you can go back and go, oh, well, it was because that felt like absolute rock bottom, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, for sure, you know, like when, you know, I think we're like, like sort of around mid-table in League One and, you know, it, I'd like to think, you know, with certain other teams in the league, maybe maybe having difficulties with points deductions and stuff like that, we'd like to think we're in a position where we can stay up again, which is fundamentally our aim. And, you know, i I don't really think we've got a fan base that I think and realistically we can kind of push on any further than that or, or, or would or would push on any further than that or should expect to push on further than that. So but when you go for like a few games without a win, for sure, like there's a there's there's a realisation from I think a lot of the fan base who were there and sort of, you know, watched it throughout those years that like actually being fifteenth in League One's not not as bad as it could be and not as bad as it has been. And 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 I think probably more so than like results on the pitch. It's just the way that the club's run now because, you know, there's plenty of time sort of mid mid 2000s early 2010s where like even like the the short term survival of the football club was really at risk and certainly like the long term sort of um prospects for it were just not there and now they are like you've got an owner who cares about the club like we've got the stadium back which is you know repurchased the stadium which is a huge thing hopefully that's going to be redeveloped in, in in sort of years to come and you know that that's the sort of stuff that makes you think well we're actually quite lucky here maybe rather than like the level we're playing out the teams we're playing with because I think as a fan base we can accept you know poor football like we came to United fans we're not we're not expecting sort of success every week but I think to have a club which is I guess in in, in theory upwardly mobile is something that you know, we couldn't have really dreamed of like a decade ago or, or, or 11 years ago or so when we were sort of entering our final season in the conference because there are plenty of times where it's pretty different from that. So that's what kind of makes you think back to those days and think, well, we've actually come quite a long way here. Um, and, and that's what kind of, you know, I, I guess it can be a bit of a consolation in certain moments, but yeah, for what happened a couple of weeks ago, there's... Uh, <laughs> You're never not going to feel it, are you? <laughs> 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 no. Um, so we, when we definitely missed our trips to the Abbey, I've got such fond memories of trekking across the cowfields to the Abbey Stadium, and to to be without it for all, all those years, it, it felt wrong not to have it on the calendar. So we're we're happy to be back in the same league as you again. Um, any anything that you remember about the Cobbers specifically? Any games over the years that you've been to against us that stick out? I think our first season back in the Football League was there was obviously well from our side, I guess a couple of good ones. I think we beat you guys at the Abbey on a Friday night. 
And then we came to six fields and won, um, which was a result that, I mean, we weren't realistically any, any danger, I think, when you look back, of actually going down in our first season back. But that was when I was like, okay, right, it's safe now. We're good. We're good to say. I think that was like start of April sort of time that year. Yeah. So, you know, they'll be the main ones. And, um, you, you know, since then, we've had a couple of horror shows at Six Fields, which haven't been that pleasant. Um, and, and a couple of decent wins at the Abbey. So they've, they've been pretty well contested, to be fair. Um and and I think they're always you know decent local games. As there's, there's obviously a common hatred of of the enemy um, yeah. there, so that's <laughs> that's that's always fun. Um, but yeah, I think I think I think our record of six fields is is okay-ish, other than a couple of sort of recent visits. But um, yeah, they're not, they're normally pretty good games. I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, that one you were talking about, Harrison Dunk scored in the first minute. The, the one that you were yeah. when you were first back in the football league, I think you had Chris Dunning goal then, by the looks of it as well. Yeah, and, we um, did. Yeah, <laughs> still had Sully Kai Kai there, um, and Robbie Simpson was coming off the bench as well, which is which is mad. We had him on trial a few years ago, and it was just horrendous. Um, obviously, he lost his touch from where he was. Um, some of my sort of favourite memories of Cambridge, we had a three-three once. I think it was just before you would have started supporting Cambridge, and we'd come there and got. Th- 3-3 draw and Armand One scored a couple for you and then he came to, came to us afterwards what a player <laughs> but that might have been just before your time but but like you say you had competitive games throughout the year all throughout um, there's never really been any standouts where a, a team's won 5 or 6 nil. sorry that. <laughs> that's good that's scholar. reassured yeah maybe we do one yeah exactly um come on to last season then battling relegation for most of the season going into the final game needing to beat forest green who were rock bottom completely gone by that point but then also for two results to go for you you needed mk to drop points and morecambe to drop points at the same time both to go through for you you've done your job beating forest green the other two results then go for you as well how unexpected was it but how good was that feeling to to go from I'd imagine going into the game you're thinking you know this is all but done how good was it to come out the other side and feel like almost a miracle had happened yeah I mean the the few days leading up to that were like it it was just like a roller coaster of emotions we played so we played Accrington away on a Saturday we beat them and that relegated Accrington and it put everything in our own hands because we also had a game in hand on the other two teams on the Wednesday night away at Burton Hmm. so we went there on the Wednesday and we were like right just win your last two games just stay up it's all in your own hands you know what you got to do the job's really clear Burton had nothing to play for I think they ended up finishing like 18th as well so they weren't like a spectacular side um but obviously, as we do, we go there and lose, um, which is which is just depression. Like personified, it was absolutely, absolutely soul destroying. And then you like we've just got it back. We had like I think we spent like months in the relegation zone. We lost games hand over fist, and like we just got it back to being in our hands. And then th- it felt like we'd thrown it all away. And um, you know, as you say, you know, we're playing Forest Green at home. I don't think realistically we had any real doubt that we were going to do our job. Um, you know, mm. with respect to Forest Green, though. It wasn't a challenge that we, I think, we're that worried about. We've, we we had a really good end to the season, to be fair. So I think we were confident on our own merits that we'd win that game. And then the opposition obviously helps with that. It's just like the crushing fit, like knowledge that you can do everything on your or your part well, and even like one of the games could go in your favour. But you just you're just waiting for like an MK goal to go in or a Morecambe goal to go in or something just to like take it away from you at the last minute and. Obviously, Morecambe's game was kind of out of sight by the end of it, but MK's was nil-nil, and they had like a, I think they had like thirty shots or something during the game, and like you can see it coming in on the, um, you know, like the live score things, and you can see like the pitch maps of like shot, 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 corner, 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 <laughs> and it was so, it, 
so our game finished then there was about five minutes of that one still to go so we were just like waiting oh, there for geez. like what's gonna happen like final whistle and, and then obviously thankfully it goes and it's just like yeah obviously mass celebrations I guess it always is but looking back on it obviously with it kind of in, in our rear view mirror it's obviously the best way that you can stay up it's like the best like it, it, you know just total like elation but I mean at the time it was pretty <laughs> pretty grim viewing it was like pretty horrendous to watch through but um yeah, thankfully we got it in the end and hopefully no more of that again this season because um, I think one of them is enough for anyone in a lifetime, to be honest. <laughs> Definitely. Well, you you did a good job in relegating MK, so that's one thing. We can thank you for that, uh, at least. Um, how did you, as a fan base and the club, approach this season and expectation-wise after that? If you've come so close to going down after all the emotions of that last day, you've kind of got a little bit of momentum almost at the end of last season as well, but in the fans' heads, did you, did you kind of have to tamper the expectations like it, it's going to be a struggle again or did you expect your, your club to kick on again this season? I think I think our expectations in, in, in each of the three years that we've been in the, this league have been identical and it's just to stay up. Um, and, and fundamentally, that's what it is. Like Our budget is, I think, the lowest this season. There might be maybe one below us, but you know, we've obviously lost Morecambe and Accrington. So without those two teams or, or two clubs, we're a long, long way down that list of, of, of basically resource. So we know that we're essentially overperforming to stay in the division or we're going to have to, you know, to finish even just 20th. So um, I, I don't think that expectation ever changed, but it was more of an approach of like, we kind of got away with one a little bit um, last season. Like, we, you know, we fundamentally we stay up on our own merit, right? Because there's four teams that were worse than us over the course of the season. And that's clearly how, you know, how, how it's all decided so um I, I think it's a little bit revisionist to say we were like lucky to stay up or anything like that but clearly like you don't want to leave it that late again and I think what we saw was that the team that got us promoted did really well in our first season back and then to go further than that was just a bit of a stretch too far so we kind of had a bit of a um transitional summer really where a lot of footballers who had played for us for a couple of seasons or got us promoted from league two left the club then it was just a case of replacing them with uh, again, with respect, probably better players, like just professional footballers in you know in, in in every sense of the word, guys that have you know had good careers and had more experience at this level, and and, and in some instances the one above. Um, so I think that was the kind of task we've 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 done it well. Like I think there's plenty of players in there who are like good enough. Um, there's been iffy moments within this season, but. Um, if you look at it as a whole, we're kind of doing exactly how he'd want us to be doing, which is just kind of, you know, we're, we're unlikely to be troubling the top parts of the, of the division and probably even the top half. But if we can keep sort of the bottom four at arm's length, then that's 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 a good season for us, I think, realistically. So the expectation for the fan base hasn't changed at all, but I think the approach has just been a bit more like, you know, kind of head screwed on. Like we know that there's a bit more that we need to do on our side to make it comfortable. And particularly when, you know, you lose a couple of teams like Morecambe and Accrington who, you know, you would you would feel comfortable finishing above because of obvious mm. reasons like budget and resource and stuff. When you lose those teams, it's like, well, like who are we going to finish above now? Obviously, thank, well, thankfully is a strange way to look at it. But, you know, you, you look at Reading's situation, for example, there's one that you'd like to think you can stay above and Wigan obviously had their points deductions. Hopefully that gives a bit of an impetus and, and, and maybe there might be one or two others who sort of drop in, drop in there as well. So, yeah, I think, um, I think expectation is still that staying up is a good season. But, yeah, there's, there's obviously still a long way to go and we've got a lot to do to right the wrongs of a couple of weeks ago to be honest with you I think before fans are happy merely with just staying up but yeah here we are mm. <laughs> and did that change at all after the first sort of four six weeks you've won four of your first six games you're looking good at the start of September 
was there any part of you that was thinking, you know, oh, we might be onto something here with these, these first few weeks? Because you've got some really good results early on. You've beaten Oxford, gone to Fleetwood and won. You beat Bristol Rovers, beaten Reading. Was there part of you that saw some, something in that those performances that made you think, you know, maybe it, it might be a much better year than we even expected? I think a little bit, like a little bit more than there could have been in in years gone by. We started mm-hmm. last season really well as well, um, and went and went top very briefly um, away, yeah. away at Pompey. Um, for it was only like twenty minutes or something. We ended up losing the game four one, so it was short lived to say the least. But um, I think the. Th- the thing that always tempered it more in the last couple of years, if we had a good run and found ourselves in a position we didn't expect to be in, was just the nature of the other clubs that were in the division. So it was always like Sunderland, Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich. And you're like, okay, like we're doing well in August, but come even like mid-September time, those teams are going to have caught up and they're going to click into gear and, and, and the kind of natural order will, will kind of be restored a little bit. This season, like there's still that a bit, but I don't think there's like maybe you look like Bolton and, and, and maybe Pompey, but you, you don't feel there's like a real clear kind of hierarchy in this division. There's maybe it has been in other years. It was always like a, a division of two divisions, if you like. Mm-hmm. I don't really think that's the case. So, we, you know, I, I think that a good run went on long enough that people maybe did start to think, you know what, maybe there is room for a Cambridge to kind of crash the party a little bit. But um, again, like all of that was totally tempered by, quite I think a realistic sense of where we expect to be in this division so yeah I don't think we um I don't think we have got too carried away with it I think we were we you know we were we were, we were happy if anything to have got such a big chunk of our you know the points we're going to need out of the way so early on I don't think we ever thought it could materialize into anything more than that but you know what when you're top of the league and you're you know going away to late in orient sold out away and all that sort of stuff like you have to you have to enjoy it because it you know it doesn't come around yeah. you know very often so whether it's in august or in april i think it's always something that you you can't help but just keep looking at the league table a little bit but um yeah i don't think we were sort of expecting um you know bus parades in may or anything like that but <laughs> it was certainly uh yeah it was certainly it was certainly good to see us start well particularly after such a poor season you know the year before because we were like, oh, how, like how is this going to go is it just going to be like you get away with one one season then straight back down the season after but it was good to have just a bit more reassurance that maybe we can be a, a slightly better team to be fair more than anything i think mm. yeah certainly one win since the 4th of December, sorry, 4th of September, um, home win against Carlisle, but a lot of draws, a lot of defeats in there. Has anything specifically changed since then or is it just a case of the teams that you've been playing? Has, has any performances dripped off? Anything changed from those first four, five, six games noticeably? I think our approach to games has, has basically remained the same and that has been, I think, in, in part why results have dipped off a little bit. Um, we played in just a really, really obvious way, I think, which is... You know everything is built around having a solid defence, and 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 that and that shows with the amount of clean sheets, clean sheets we've kept this season. Um, and I think particularly better teams, like it's not the hardest system to play against. Like if we if if we go behind, we find it really difficult to get back into games. I think there was a stat going around a couple of weeks ago that. I, th- I think we'd gone behind since we've been back in League One like thirty something times and only got anything out of three of them. Um, mm. So it shows that like the way we're playing is very very well set up to games where you know we can keep teams at bay and we can kind of maybe get ourselves ahead in games. But when it's like chasing games, it's quite difficult. So that's kind of where where maybe there's been a bit more of a, a difficulty where you know you could argue we've been found out to some extent of, of sort of the best ways to play against us. But I think if, if again like if you look at it overall, I think the the main difference from last season and the main thing that's been, you know, mostly quite reassuring is that 
you know, we, we always talk about on our pod of just like, we've had this ability just to turn zeros into ones, I think a little bit more than maybe we had another year. So like, you know, we followed up losing away at Cheltenham with a really good point against Portsmouth, for example, kept a clean sheet there. And it was one of those where it's like, we're not expecting to win the game. We take something out of it. If you can't win it, don't lose it. And we've, you know, had a, had a few more of them in there. It's like, go to go away to Derby and get a point like this sort of thing um you know game against um I think it was against Port Vale where we managed to nick a relatively late equaliser and it's just these sorts of things where over a season like these sort of zeros into ones they can turn into hopefully a more comfortable end to the year but uh, I think in terms of the results this season uh, I think particularly in terms of victories I think we found it harder because yeah, if we're behind in games, our system is one that makes it quite difficult to go out and chase a, chase a game. But um, yeah, I think you know you, you look at it overall, and you have to be kind of quite happy. I think ish, you know, with with with, with sort of how things have gone. Nice. Nice. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back after the break and start talking about something that may not have made you too happy. Ish. <laughs> after that, we'll see you after the break. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. We're still here with Tom from Under the Abbey Stand podcast. Um, Tom, we've got to do it. <laughs> You've, I listened to your podcast uh, from last week, uh, reflecting on this game, and it did feel like a, an hour of therapy that you all needed. <laughs> and believe you me, we would have needed exactly the same sort of therapy if it happened to us as well. Um, that blue lot from down the road, as we'll both call them, 5 nil defeat last time out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm not really sure where to start with it, but you see, I'm, I feel how that must feel as a Cobblers fan. I can feel, and all Cobblers fans listening will know how this feels like because we've been battered by them quite a few times as well. But from listening to your pod, from reading the forums and everything, it felt like it was one of the worst feelings as a Cambridge fan you could have possibly gone through and you've ever gone through. Is that a roundabout right? Yeah, I think so. Um, like it was, it's just like lowest of the low ebb, really. Um, it it was just the way that the game was just so quickly and so ruthlessly just taken away from us. Like we start, we started the game pretty well. I think you know for about half an hour we we did what we expected. You know, we set up pretty deep and 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 and, and contained them for the most part. But um, we get we gave away a really soft goal. Um, uh, you know, sort of just around half an hour, and then within about seven minutes they were three nil up and it's just like you got into half time somehow three nil down and you know you know the game's gone from you and you know you you kind of just want a reaction like you just want you know it sound it sounds a bit a bit childish almost but you just want to see your players like kicking someone almost yeah. like you want you, yeah. you know we we didn't have any bookings on the afternoon for example you just want to see a bit of fight and we didn't see any of that which which kind of made it a bit worse to be honest um and and yeah like if you 
if you take all context out of it of, of of the fixture and who the opposition is, you know, you look at it and you say it's one of the best attacking teams in, in the division, taking apart a team who have who, who had struggled of late, and these things can happen. But you know, context is kind of everything in football, and particularly on on you know on a fixture like that. And um, you know, we we were off it and we were just exploited so ruthlessly by you know with with credit to him, like a really a really decent attacking team, but. Um, yeah, to be stood in that away and well, to be stood in that away and for a bit because <laughs> we yeah. did not want to be hanging around to see to see the the total devastation. But um, mm. you know, for what for what we saw and what we were there for, um, yeah, it was it was it was humiliating. I think is probably the best way to put it. And um, it's one of those where you know sometimes you see like a big scoreline and you're like, well, how did the game actually go? Did it actually pan out like this? Like the scoreline just tells the entire story. It's 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 kind of hard to analyze it beyond beyond what what it was which was just a total shafting really i think because mm. yeah, you, can, you can go into derbies like like say against peterborough we'll, we'll be in the same boat we'll come up against peterborough um quite a lot of times over the last few years where we know quality wise they're going to outdo us for the majority of the time their budget what, what they do is a lot better they've got so much better quality players than us most of the time but the thing that you do want is fight and aggression and showing some sort of passion for the derby. And for me to see that scoreline and to, to listen to to everything that's gone on last week with you, it it's it seemed odd given that Mark Bonner's a Cambridge fan that your team went out there and didn't didn't like lay a glove on them. But what was it? Something like five fouls all afternoon. Like you say, you need some sort of something in there to stop the play and some sort of passion from the stand when you've got like almost 2000 fans going there and you, you desperately want to see at least the performance against, against that lot. Like is, did you, did, was it weird to you as well, given Mark Bonner's connections to the club? Yeah, it was, they, didn't, they think, didn't go out like that. I think, I think the stranger thing was just like the contrast of the games against them last season. Like we lost mm. at London road pretty narrowly one nil. We, we scored an own goal, like a really just freak goal. So there was very little between the two sides at London road and, and then, and then, and, and then we beat them at the Abbey and like in both, in both circumstances, like we just played the, the occasion so well, like because we're never going to go there and beat them man to man. So you've got to beat them in emotion. You've got to beat them in terms of like your determination to win the game. And, that that's that's kind of what we did really well last season. To, to, so to see that just totally like role reversal was, you know, it was a bit strange. And 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 that was the one thing before the game that we were going into as a as a podcast. We discussed it in our in our own preview show of of, of that game. We said like if there's one thing that gives you a bit of a bit of confidence going into what is objectively a difficult away game, it's that there's a guy in the dugout who can get these these players up for it. We've seen how well we played the derbies last season and. Um, yeah, that just that just wasn't what that just wasn't what happened. Um, so yeah, it was um, it was it was just it was just a bit of a shell shock, really. Like it was just um, you know from from pretty much every angle, whether you talk about it, just in terms of like the footballing context of how the game, you know, suddenly swung from being quite even and quite you know quite quite cagey to them just absolutely running riot. Or you know, you talk about it in terms of like. The, the the kind of contrast in derby performances this season to last or you talk about it in terms of um you know the way the atmosphere swung in the ground and these sorts of things it was just um yeah it was just um uh, a mental seven minutes as it started and then and then obviously a second half which 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 wasn't much better so um yeah it was it was it was strange and quite worrying to be honest to have seen a performance like that which just lacked anything really to give you any encouragement you know at least if you like if you lose a game in that fashion, but 
you win the second half or something or just you yeah. know just 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 anything that you can take out of it to go well at least we showed a bit of like a bit of a bit of character at the end but there just wasn't anything so yeah that was the most worrying thing and like you say it was a bit of a surprise to be honest mm. oh well we won't dwell on it too long i don't think either of us want to talk about it too much longer to be honest we <laughs> no, don't want to talk plenty about of it them, honestly we've had two <laughs> yeah. weeks what those two weeks have, have been like for you like have would you would you prefer to have a game on tuesday night just to get rid of it, just get rid of that game and just like forget about it, even if it's in the the whatever it's called trophy, and just yeah. put the cobwebs out. To to be honest, like no, like after the game, like I just uh, I just wanted to, to the international break was the best thing. We were we also we were also due to play Bolton, so that would have been like one of like the worst fixtures to follow up with. Then you've got like mm-hmm. the title favourites, you know, it would have it could have been an absolute bloodbath. But um, yeah, I think I, I think. I don't know. I, f- I feel. I feel like from like a player's perspective, I guess they would have quite liked to have just had something coming up straight away to just kind of play themselves out of what had happened and just have an opportunity to respond straight away and just kind of bounce back, which we have typically done quite well under Mark Bonner, to be fair. Um, and you know, I won't. I won't claim to speak for the fan base. I'm sure there's a lot of fans that would have liked a game straight away just to um, not dwell on it for too long. But for me, it was just like when you see something like that, you just don't want to think about anything related to the football club for a little while. So two weeks is probably about the sweet spot because now we've just spent like the last few days just like thinking about nothing else. But, but um, yeah, if, if I'm perfectly honest with you, Northampton away is probably not the game I would have wanted either. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be nice just to have like Fleetwood at home or something. So even if you do lose it, like you don't, you don't have to um, suffer everything that comes along with it then. But uh, is that something to do with us being a promoted team as well that you don't, it's a kind of awkward game in terms of expectation wise from a casual perspective. I don't really think it's anything to do with like where Northampton are and, and, and where you've come from. I think it's more just, it's, it's probably the only game, maybe, maybe like Stevenage, I guess there might've been a bit in it. it. It's the only game of any sort of real spice to it. It's the only other game other than Posh where there's something, you know, something like even compares to a local derby. Um, and obviously it is relatively local and obviously they have always naturally been, you know, well contested affairs. But, um, you know, having seen what we saw at Posh, like it just kind of fills you with dread a little bit. You know, we've seen a team absolutely wilt under that sort of pressure. Obviously it's not quite going to be as magnified as that, I wouldn't have thought. But, um, but yeah, I think you you would you would ideally like one that's not such an obvious banana skin. Um, and I think, you know, if you talk about the game, I think how we start is going to be absolutely crucial because I think if Northampton get a goal early doors, it could be it, it could be similar, genuinely. So that's why there's maybe a little bit of trepidation going into it. But um, yeah, I think I think, I think think in terms of like a footballing contest, I think it'll be a lot more even or it should be more even, which obviously gives us confidence. But um, yeah, I think it's just an awkward fixture to have. Mm. So what's your player's reaction likely to be? You said you've um, you've come through situations like this before, heavy defeats. How do you generally kind of react to it in, in terms of a team? We've normally reacted okay. Um, I think... I think the, the the difficulty I've got in predicting this one is that in the times of, since we've been back in League One where we have had these sorts of results, like we went to Sheffield Wednesday, got beat 6 0, and they beat us 5 0 the season after, and Sunderland absolutely hammered us at the stadium alike. Like, they're results that you don't think about too much because you're just like, it's Sheffield Wednesday, of course they're going to beat you, and of course they're going to beat you quite comfortably. Mm-hmm. So there's not really too much thought other than just like, okay, what's the next game? Just move on to the next one. Um, whereas obviously clearly there's so much, so much more that comes with a result like that against a team like that, against the against the, against a rival like that. So it's difficult to know exactly how, exactly how I'll bounce back to it. We have typically been pretty good, to be honest. I think, um, you know, we've... 
we've normally been okay at coming back from um, really disappointing results. Like I mentioned just a few moments ago about we went away to Cheltenham and lost. It was their first win. It was only the second goal they'd scored all season. Yeah. Um, and we followed that up immediately by getting a decent point against the league leaders in Portsmouth, unbeaten league leaders. So um, that's that, that's an example of, of how we can bounce back. But I think we've just got to show something. It's got just got to show like a really kind of professional performance, really. Um, it doesn't have to be like overly like committed. Like we're not asking for... Um, you know, all out war. Like, I think they missed their opportunity for that, to be honest. So you just want to see kind of a, a, a really kind of calm, assured performance and and just kind of something that can show what a bit of what we were missing at Posh, but also just kind of reassure the fans that there's a team in there that does um, have the ability and, and, and can hold it together in, in, in slightly more difficult situations, I think. Nice. So what's um, team news looking like? What can we expect tactically from you on Saturday? Um, I think... And again, this is the thing that's kind of quite difficult to analyse is just in that you do wonder whether or not there's going to be kind of a big a big change away from what had happened um, at Posh. I think I, I think in all honesty, it's likely to look fairly similar in terms of the lineup and in terms of the personnel. Like we should have a couple more back. So um, Sully Kai Kai had to had to go off quite quickly with mm. something, some sort of personal reason. I'm not sure what it was very shortly before the Posh game kicked off. He then went away on international duty. He's now back. He played in the in the, in the break. Did he play for his country? He played for uh, Sierra Leone. Yeah, so so, yeah. so he'll be he'll be he'll be back. He's obviously a decent player at this level. Um, Gas and Ahab may should be back in the, back in back in um, contention. Um, he's a player that I think we've missed just in terms of the structure of the team. Um, but I think I, I think tactically, to be honest with you, I, I kind of expect it to look very similar to how it has done it in a in a lot of games this season, which fundamentally will be um, will build from the back. We'll try and keep things tight, keep it assured. And um, I think as long as the scoreline is Northampton nil and then Cambridge something else, I think that's <laughs> going to be like the main focus, to be honest with you, which is probably fair enough. Like if you get absolutely hammered 5-0, you know, you're probably your your first reaction is going to be shut up shop. And that has typically been Mark Bonner's response to these things. So I think um, I, I, I think that's how it will look. Uh, probably be some variation of 4-2-3-1, 4-1-4-1, something like that. I'm not sure exactly what personnel it will be. I'm not sure if there'll be certain players that might um, that might that might have a rest, uh, shall we say, um, and, and and others might get an opportunity. But I'd like to think that um, there'll be a bit more kind of backbone in the performance than maybe we've seen um, in our last game. So it's likely to be quite sort of straight men behind the ball for a little bit, trying to catch us on the break kind of situation, trying to keep it tight. If if we if we did score the first goal, does that change your tactics a little bit? Or I know you, you mentioned earlier that you struggle when you go behind, but does that would that nest was that typically change your approach? Well, I mean, it should do. Um, the difficulty <laughs> has been that we've had it. We've we've we found it so hard to implement any change, having gone behind, and, and, and that's why the right. the stats are so stark. That in the games that we've conceded the first goal in, or, or games that we've gone behind in, um, we 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 typically haven't got anything out of them. So, um, I, I it sounds like a really obvious cliche thing to say about a football match because it's so obvious. But um, you know, the first goal on Saturday, I think, is uh, I, th- I think is crucial. I think if we get it. Um, then typically we've shown we're pretty good at kind of sitting in and making it difficult and making it awkward and turning it into a bit of a a bit of a bore fest. To be honest with you, where you know we'll just sit two banks of four behind the ball or, or certainly one bank of four and, and, and kind of back ourselves with our structure and shape and um, organisation to kind of go on and win the game or get something out of it. But if we go behind, we've, we've you know we've shown that we routinely struggle to get back into these games. So um, 
I think if there's been one criticism of Mark Bonner that's come up in the in the in, in the last few weeks, last few months, it has been just in this in this kind of seeming inability to actually change things, you know, and actually implement a plan B, if you like. Um, so, if if I'm really honest with you, I can't tell you how we'll, how we we'll react if we go a goal behind because I've not seen much to suggest that anything would change. Um, but I would like to think that having had two weeks to work on it plan A would be a bit more effective than it was in our last fixture to be honest not to worry too much about plan B but um, we'll have to see how that goes Who's going to be the danger man who should be wary of from your point of view for Saturday you know you said Kai Kai's coming back is he one of the danger men is there anyone else who's going to be stand out for you going to be their main danger I think um, I think Kai Kai struggled to really kind of stamp his mark down like he's showing him flashes the player that we know he is he's a mm-hmm. you know a tricky winger at this level um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'd pinpoint him as a danger man, um, someone that should necessarily keep um, Northampton fans up at night. Um, I think, I guess, I guess an obvious one is probably Fajiri Okunabire. Um He's a goal scorer at this level. I'm not sure if he'll start the game if Gaston Habme is available because he's his availability has been questionable. He, he spent a lot of time out injured, so I don't know if he'll, he he would start the game if he's on the pitch. He is a goal threat and, and, and obviously they're not super common at this level, not super common for teams of um, of our resource. So um, that's 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 obviously someone to look out for. Um, I'd like to think um, George Thomas as well can, 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 can show a bit more of what he's about. He's had a, a quiet few months, but in, in, in the first handful of games of this season, he was probably one of the best midfielders in the, in the division. Um, he's playing in a slightly deeper role than he's been used to, but he settled into it really, really well. Um, we've not seen that too much of late, but he's one of those that has um, the quality to kind of just kind of run the game a little bit. So that's that's that, that's someone that could, um, you know, potentially potentially have a big influence on the outcome. I guess um, to be honest with you, though, I think I think the the two men that probably are the danger men that maybe shouldn't be the danger men are, are Michael Morrison and Ryan Bennett because um, you know if. If we are a goal up or the, or, or the scores are level, like they're they're the two that are going to pose you the most problems, to be honest, and, and, and that's going to be a fact of can you get past them? A lot of teams haven't. Some have. Some have quite emphatically. Um, but I think um, if you if you take like ten games, they're probably going to be quite comfortable in probably four or five of them. I think, and that's and that's a real asset at this level. So that's probably I think going to be Northampton's biggest challenge is breaking them two down. Nice. That's like we can get an early one in there. But um, it, it sounded like it might be quite a tight afternoon, which might change my prediction a little bit. I think I'd gone for a bit of a high scorer, but I might change that in a minute. But we'll come on to that in a second. Um, we ask this to every guest before we do predictions. If you were in the Cobblers dressing room on Saturday, what would you be saying to the Cobblers in terms of how to beat you and how to break you down? What would be the best approach for us? Um, get at us out wide, 100%. Um if you try and go through the middle, you will just run into a wall, I think. Um, so our fullbacks, I think, I think they have ability at this level to be good, a, a good pair of fullbacks and Liam Bennett on the right and, and Danny Andrew on the left. But the difficulty really has come in the protection that they're getting. Um, if it's if, it, if it's Kai Kai or someone else out on the left, um, he's not getting it. Um, Danny Andrew's not getting the protection, sorry. And, and, and whoever's playing ahead of Liam Bennett, normally it's James Brophy, but... Um, Bennett has struggled a bit, particularly with his his stature. He's not like the biggest guy, so he has been targeted quite a lot by teams. So I think a lot of the goals we've conceded of late, I think at least three of them at Posh came from out wide, and um, a couple of goals where Burton came from out wide, and they were just the same one. It's just a winger beating the fullback to the byline, getting the ball in the box, and um, you know if you do that a few times, you can get on the end of one. And I think that's probably the best way of hurting us, to be honest. But um, I think. 
I think the thing that we would struggle with most would be if there's a really, really quick start from Northampton. And a, you know, a lot of this is just kind of old-fashioned cliche stuff, but I think it, mm-hmm. I think it really does apply. You know, we've lost our last game five 0 Players are on the floor. Fans will be ready. I think to get on the fan, on, on the players' backs. You know, we're not an impatient fan base, but you know, having seen what we've just seen, you know, clearly um, patience is wearing out a little bit. Um, so if we're a goal behind or a couple of goals behind, then that's that's obviously the, the best situation for you guys to be in. But I think of the first 15, 20 minutes, like, uh, you know, we're sort of pressed and, we're, and it's made really difficult for us. And I could, I could definitely see it turning into a, an unpleasant afternoon for us and probably quite a pleasant afternoon for yourselves. So that's probably it. Get us out wide, get us early and um, make it difficult for us. There you go. you got a fair whack coming. Does it almost sold out on you ticket-wise? Yeah, I think so. Um, there's obviously a couple of days left and we've got a slightly bigger allocation than we normally do. So mm-hmm. I think they'll probably just about all go, um, which is remarkable, frankly, that people want to put themselves through it again. But um, <laughs> I guess that's the way it is. Um, and yeah, we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah, it should be a cracking atmosphere as, as ever against you. Like, so, And it, it makes such a difference to have games like this in, in League One and to have local games back again. Um, let's have predictions then for Saturday. What would you be happy with? But, but what are you predicting as a final score for this one? You know what? Like, I think if, I, if, if, if I'm being really honest, like, I think, um, I, think I, I just want to see a reaction. And I'm not exactly sure how I'd want that to look or sort of what, or what, it, what, or, or what it would look like. Um, whether it's a reaction in terms of just like getting a result over the line, regardless of performance, or whether it's, you know, what actually, even if we do lose the game, there's been a real performance there and something that you can take from it just to, um, just to kind of hold on to a bit of hope with. I think, um, I think the imperative thing for us is first of all keeping a clean sheet. Um, you know, to have um, such a good defensive record in games like this, I think, is something that we should be. Um, you know, looking looking to do, and again, like I, I can't emphasize enough that from you know from from my own perspective, they've had two weeks to work on this, and this is a really important game for us. Just not just because it's Northampton away, and, and obviously there's a bit of a added spice of the sort of locality of it, but just because of the context, of what happened before, like it's really important that we're um, resolute and um, and uh, and can kind of stand up to whatever's thrown at us. So I think a clean sheet is really important, and um, I think fundamentally, as a fan base, or, or certainly from my own perspective, I think that the way that you get people back on side after a really difficult afternoon at your main rivals is going and by beating the second rivals um, in their own backyard. So if we can do that, if we can keep a clean sheet and maybe get maybe Nickel on the break, then that makes for a good afternoon. I'll I'll predict a nil-nil because that tends to be how these games go after a big defeat. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'd like to think that there's uh, there's maybe a bit more in it for us as well. Uh, I was going to go two two, but after what you've been saying, it might be a little bit lower score than that. So I'll go. I think I'll go for one nil. Coppers win just to nick it. Nick one early on and then see if we can hold on to it. But um, it's sounding sure like it. I mean, we're, we're probably not selling it too well to the average li- average listener, but um, but it should be a, it should be a cracking atmosphere. It should be good to get back at six fields again. We've got three home games coming up on consecutive Saturday, so the first of them coming up. So really, all to play for, and should be a good one. Um, but Tom, thanks so much for joining us today uh, this week. Yeah, anything? You, yeah, no problem at all. Thanks very talk- much. No worries. Plug your podcast before you go. Where can we find it? Uh, at Abby Stanford on Twitter. And yeah, if you want to go back and listen to the posh episode quickly, then that might, well, actually probably not for Northampton fans, probably the last thing I want to hear, but no. um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's three men 
just therapy, like you said earlier. Yeah, you got out your system now, don't you? So you can forget about it now. Yeah, just about. It's all gone. Yeah, and all the best for the FCOs coming up as well. Really, really hope you bring it home um, in that. So, yeah, have a great night and and uh, all the best for the season as well. Yeah, we'll do. Appreciate that, mate. Cheers, buddy. Um, all that's left to say then is good luck to the Cobblers this weekend. Good luck also to NTFC women. Uh, home game against Sheffield FC this week in the FA Women's National League Division 1 Midlands. That's two o'clock at the Fernabal Stadium, a.k.a. Fernie Fields. Uh, so come on down to that one as well if you can. Always a great afternoon down there. So do come down and check them out. Cheer on the, the team as well. Uh, we'll be back on, on Tuesday, as always, with our reaction to both of these weekend's games. Uh, all the best to you all for the weekend. Have a good one and uh, we'll see you then. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.